Hello and welcome to the Deutsche Fußball podcast. This is episode number five and I'm George Stoneman. And I'm Aaron Rolls. And we will start with the uh, thrilling encounter at the Bayer Arena this week where Bayer beat Hamburg 5-3. Um, hat-trick for Huen Min Son against his old club. First goal since the first day of the season. So that's four for the four for the campaign now. Um, some great attacking and some really good finishes but some real shambolic defending. Um sort of all around the park. Uh, Hamburg struggling without the presence of Johan Giroud. Um, just, you know, uh, makeshifts back four. Um, but yeah, obviously, ex-Hamburg player scoring a hat-trick had to happen, didn't it? Um, what do you make of Wengman's honestly linked with uh, Premier League clubs in the summer? Bayer won the race for his signature after so- uh, selling Schürrle. Um Good player. Yeah, he's he's a very good player, and um, he impressed me last year when he was, of course, there. But um, no, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I was expecting more of him this year, but of course, if he's choosing one week to step up, it was going to be this week. Um, and again, it's it wasn't just the fact that it was a hat trick against his old club. It's it was the manner of which he scored the goals as well, and the importance of the goals and timings and all things like that. It wasn't just a case of sticking the ball in the back of the net. But like I say, if it, if he was going to do it against any team this year, it was going to be them. It's it's always the way in football, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously that will now that now leaves Hamburg with three uh only three wins for the season, uh second defeat for Matt Van Marwijk. But some positives for him, apart from the leaky defence. Beister and Lasogger up front. Um Lasogger with a brace, eight goals for the season now. Um uh Beister again with another goal. Lasogger only on loan from Hertha, great loan signing. Um you know, it's just some positives for him to sort of, you know, take away into uh, ne- not obviously next week after the international break. Um, but he'd have been eager to sort of make amends, don't you think, before the international break to try and get Hamburg some form? Yeah, I mean, uh, you never you never want to go into an international break on the back of the feet because it'll just grind at you for the next two weeks. Um, but no, I mean, like you say, no, it's no mean achievement going to Bayern and scoring three goals. Just unfortunate they happen to concede five. Um, but no, I mean, there's there's definitely positive signs in there. Um, and again, as much as Hamburg want to be challenging at the end of the season, they want to be challenging for the European spots. It's kind, of, it's the kind of game where they're not really expecting to go and get anything from. So, it, at the end of the day, like I say, there's, there's positives to come from it, even though it's not the result which he would have wanted. Yeah, no, definitely, and uh, it'll be an imperative for them to sort of move on um, when they get back from the international break and kick on again. But moving on, on to Wolfsburg against Bayern, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Um, great win for Wolfsburg too. Borussia Dortmund didn't recreate really a lot, um, but Royce popped up with a great free kick. Um, but yeah, Wolfsburg hit back, um, set-piece issues again for the equaliser. Rodriguez, ball went straight in, poorly defended. And then Olic with a just fantastic finish um, to make it 2-1 and sort of compounded a miserable week for um, Borussia Dortmund obviously Subotic is now out for the season he did his crucial ligament in that game and stark contrast from the week before where you know they'd beaten Arsenal they clobbered on a new contract they'd beaten Schalke you know top of the world a week later they've lost to Arsenal Subotic is out and you know they've fallen further behind by him you look at the top what do you make of Dortmund's sort of you know Sort of topsy turvy months. So. Yeah, we spent we spent the early editions of the podcast talking about how nothing seemed right at Dortmund, and then almost as we were saying it, everything was going right. And then now we've started complimenting them. It seems everything's gone wrong again. Um, but it's just it's just one of those weeks in football. I mean, they've had a horrendous Champions League hangover there. 
Um, and obviously the injury to Subotic doesn't help. They'll be disappointed to concede another set-piece goal. It's, um, it's something which no team likes doing. It's something that every team will want to eradicate. But again, they'll be, they'll be look, trying to look positives from it. Royce's free kick after a quiet, another quiet game against Arsenal was a wonderful free kick. Um, and yeah, I mean, I suppose they've brought Socrates to play, so he's going to get his chance now. It's just unfortunate that it happened to happen to Subotic, who seemed the more assured of the two centre-offs so far this year. Yeah, and obviously you touched on it there, Champions League hangover, all of Dortmund's sort of uh, drop points this season, uh, the three match days, have all come after Champions League games, so... Even after their sort of brilliant sort of run last year, where they obviously finished second still uh, and got to the Champions League final, they're sort of struggling this year to juggle the two. Um, is that just a natural thing? Just fatigue, physical sort of um, you know mentality drop in. It, it may be, uh, it may be a mentality as much as anything. I mean, as much as it shouldn't happen, footballers are humans, um, and they may almost have a mindset of well, we've played. We played the harder game. We've played Arsenal, who are in the Champions League. So we thought we played Arsenal. We've not got the win there. It's going to be a little bit easier going to Wolfsburg. And of course, Wolfsburg in a great run of form won the three games before this weekend. So they're really climbing the table at a rapid rate of knots. And they just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm simply speculating. It may be a case of that. It may be a case if they were tired. I mean, I'm, I know Arsenal lost at the weekend as well. So the game appeared to take it out of both sides. But. I don't know. It just it. I think it's just one of those weeks for Borussia Dortmund. The international break, as we say, it can never come when you want to lose. But at the same time, it might have come just the right time for Dortmund. Klopp can gather his thoughts. The players can go away and think about it, and then all come back raring to go and ready to sort of continue the assault on the league. Yeah, and it'd be an imperative for Dortmund to sort of make sure they're still within touching distance of Bayern by the time they go into the winter break. Obviously. Now moving on to Bayern, they made it 37 games unbeaten and they're now four points clear at the top of the table. Um, you know, any more sort of ground lost by Dortmund and Bayern could be running away with it come come January when they resume. There's another home win for Bayern, could have been any score you wanted it to be, but finished 3-0 in the end, um, business as usual. Jerome Boateng with a superb finish on the turn, um, that can be seen on the website, um, on the right-hand side in the sidebar. But yeah, and then Ribery with a wonderful free kick, obviously done no harm to his Ballon d'Or um, hopes for next week. You know, really great strike. And then Muller finished it off with a penalty. Um, last kick of the game, really. Um, really assured from Bayern, just really ticking over really well under Pep. Um, not lost in the league. Sensational in the Champions League. Borussia Dortmund next time out, absolutely huge game. Um Obviously, international break now. What's the build-up going to be like for Pep? Um, obviously, his players will get back sort of the Thursday, then they'll play on the Saturday. What you know? How is he going to prepare for that? Yeah, I mean, he's um, obviously Pep Guardiola was known in Spain as a tactical mastermind. He lost in his only other game so far against Dortmund in the the game at the start of the season, the uh, the charity game. So he'll he'll want to he'll want to sort that out. He'll want to put an end to that. But it just seems a recurring theme that every week we seem to be saying that Bayern could have won by any score and it seems comfortable. We can, every week we seem to be saying it could have been double figures almost and it's still only 2-0, 3-0. And I think Pep, as happy as he'll be with these kind of results, will want his team to go out and just hammer a team one week just to sort of show could just sort of show the, the opposition that they, they are still that force to be feared and show the rest of Europe that they're still there and they're not. You know, Despite the fact they're ticking over, 
it's not emphatic, it's comfortable wins as opposed to huge wins. And I think he'll want to go out and he'll really want to show because one of these days he will his tie will miss the chances and then a set piece will come in or a defensive mistake will happen. They will end up dropping more points. And he doesn't want that to be next week. And he doesn't want it to come against Leverkusen. So he he'll want his team to go out and keep this confidence going. Um he'll be pretty fortunate in the sense that other than Ribery all of his players who are going away on international break, like I can think of the top of my head, are qualified for the World Cup already. So they're not going to have important games riding on it as opposed to where you might be going into a game needing your three points. So hopefully a lot of the German players will be rested and rotated and be raring to go despite the fact they'll be coming back only a couple of days before such a crucial game. Yeah, you mentioned wanting to finish teams off early with all their chances. You think the draw against Freiburg and the draw against Leverkusen both, they just had chances galore and... You know, were wasteful. Obviously, they probably had that sort of complacency, and they thought we'll get another chance, we'll take it then. But obviously, they just continue to miss, and they're the you know the points they've dropped this season. But other than that, it's a perfect record, and yeah, you know, just really kicking on under Guardiola uh, as sort of you know we're expecting them to do. But it's always going to be difficult to follow Heinkus. On to the um, Lower Saxon derby. Um, first one in thirty plus years. No winning four for Hanover now. Brownswig, four points from the last two games, seven in out of possible 15. It's good stuff from Brownswig. We've said a lot in these podcasts that they're sort of dead and buried before the season's even got started, but they're off the foot of the table, two points away from, uh, you know, safety, sort of 15th, um, sort of not picking up form, but just sort of ticking along, trying to get points on the board, and obviously it's a weak, it's a weak squad, but spirit can can that pull them away from the relegation battle this year um i think it can i mean it's it's not gonna be easy for them there's, there's no two ways about it they've not got the strongest squad in the league but they've picked up half of their season points in the last two games and when you're in a relegation battle it's all about momentum and form and spirit like you say and if they again talking about international breaks coming at the right times wrong times probably come at the wrong time for them because the players are starting to get a little bit of belief in that squad now and they're a few of them will be going off, but again, as a smaller club, it's probably this doesn't won't affect them as much as a Bayern Munich or a Dortmund. So the players will be staying there; they'll be working hard. And again, like I say, I mean they're only they're only well one they're only behind Freiburg in the playoff spot on in terms of goal difference. So they're not as cut adrift as we sort of thought they might be at the beginning of the season. I I think they might and hope they stay up. Yeah, I mean, sort of looking at the table here, they've only obviously scored eight goals, which is a problem. Um, Sort of lack of a real sort of scorer that can drag them away, um, but obviously they're difficult to find. And trying to sort of draw a player of that sort of quality to the club is always going to be difficult. But yeah, like you say, it'd be great to see a club like that stay up. But um, you know, tough times ahead as well. And if you're a lover of a great stat, then uh, look no further. It was the only the second nil-nil uh, of the season in the Bundesliga, but it was the one thousandth in its history since the reformation in 1963. So uh, I'll leave you that one. And on to the next game, um, uh, Hoffenheim versus Hertha. Um, both clubs sort of in good, well, Hoffenheim sort of um, struggling for form, but Hertha, you know, in fourth a couple of weeks back and um, real good win for uh, Hertha, 3-2. Um, Adrian Ramos, a brace again, you know, really sort of kicking on this season. Um, but just a mention to the refereeing in the game, some real dubious decisions, uh, two penalties that were never penalties in a million years. But um, made for entertaining football, real end-to-end stuff. Um, 
is this what the Bundesliga is about? Games like this, um, just two teams, and just you know, a bit sort of like Leverkusen and Hamburg, just action-packed goals galore and just real entertaining stuff. Yeah, it's it's probably a good a good thing for the league that more teams are starting to go into it, thinking you score three, we'll score four; you score four, we'll score five. Um, and it's, it's it's good for the fans, of course, um, but it's yeah, it's probably a good thing on the league. I mean, it's a big win for Hertha. Um, just like it says, we were starting to speculate if they could sort of keep this charge up and finish in the top European spots. They seem to drop and lost the last couple of games, so it's important for them to get back to win, winning ways. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, it's it's entertaining football. It was entertaining football. It's best there. Yeah, obviously Hoffenheim sort of now need to pick up form. They've only got two wins all season. Um, the squad they've got you to expect more, um, but obviously they were unlucky. Uh, penalties, penalty went against them. Ramos on top form. It was going to be a difficult game, but at home you probably would expect it better. Um, back up to the top of the table, Gladbach versus Nuremberg. Well, you know, top versus bottom almost. Gladbach were fourth at the start of the weekend, ended the weekend in fourth. Sort of not convincing 3-1 home win against Nuremberg. Verbeek uh, still searching for that first win. Uh, you know, no win in his three games in charge now. But great for Gladbach, um, really under the cosh. First half, uh, Nuremberg went 1-0 up, but um, just, you know, really struggling, you know, you know, in the first half. Um, and sort of, is that a sign of a good side? Um, you know, couldn't really get a foothold in the game, won the game 3-1, and sort of, you know, kept the pressure on the top, you know, top, not top teams, but just cemented their place in the top four sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's they've, they've, they've created somewhat a fortress at home. Um, and going into the game, you're always expecting a home win. But like say after early pressure from Nuremberg, you sort of thought, well, maybe there's maybe there's an upset in this. But I think fundamentally, class told um, and confidence told. And like you say, it's not necessarily keeping the the pressure on the top as such. The top three, as you'd expect, to sort of run away with it now, and it's almost uh, becoming a mini league for that fourth spot. And they're they're sitting at the top of it at the moment. And if they keep winning their home games and picking up points away from home, then it's hard to look beyond Gladbach for that full spot. I mean, they're, like I say, they're, they're playing with confidence, they're close-knit group, and it's no, it's good for the league and good for them. Yeah, obviously, no uh, European competition to contend with this year. Schalke have got both to juggle. Um, but, obviously, I mentioned Nuremberg's luck, and it really was out. Um, Dermic, again, lovely header, in off the bar, looks spectacular, crossed the line, gone or given. Great debate of goal line. Well, great debate. The debate of goal line technology was back. Um, if it was implemented in the Bundesliga, we've said in previous podcasts, it won't be till 2015. But that's twice now in a matter of weeks that this technology could have, you know, at 2 1, it goes to all, and Nuremberg could go and nick it. It doesn't get given. Herman finishes the game off. But I know we've mentioned it, and I don't want to get back, back into the debate, but it needs to be implemented in the league, don't you think? Yeah, I mean it's it's there was a lot of people advert uh, sort of against it, the whole debate in the pub kind of conversation thing against it. But like you say, it's now a matter of weeks where two important games at important stage of the game have been decided by lack of goal technology, and it's the officials have a tough task. But sometimes as well, you have to question some of the officiating. Um, but no, on the on the subject of goal technology, it's it's implemented in some leagues now. It's implement going to be in the World Cup. And it's about time the Bundesliga got in on the act as well, I think. Mm. And mentioning uh, Bayern earlier about taking chances, Nuremberg just chances galore and didn't take them. And obviously, 
the better sides can afford numerous chances because they know they'll score the next one. But Nuremberg, you know, chances galore and didn't take them and ended up paying the price. So um, that sort of shows the difference in quality. You know, obviously buying best team in Europe, but you know, sort of um, the stature of teams. On to Schalke, back into that f- um, fourth place sort of battle again. Difficult week in the week. Um, 3-0 loss to Chelsea, um, but great 2-1 win here. Pretty deserved in the end, despite being 1-0 down for most of the game, but two great headers from uh, Kevin Prince-Boteng. Um, sorry, 2-1, it was 3-1. Um, but yeah, Draxler as well, finding form after the sort of public criticism of himself. Um, two assists, assisted Farfan, who popped up with a goal um, on his return from injury, and sort of promising signs for Schalke. Um, they were looking to kick on after the international break. Uh, Mainz 1-1-0, next game uh, against Frankfurt. Frankfurt struggling, as we say every week, with the Europa League juggle. Just really can't do it. Um, not one at home yet this season, just really just struggling. Um, for form, a bit like Borussia Dortmund after European fixtures. Mainz up to ninth. Um, re- you know, really doing well, kicking on after their sort of early season slump. Um, final game of the week Freiburg versus Stuttgart Freiburg still no win at home and Stuttgart showcasing one of their brightest talents in the Baden Württemberg derby Timo Werner with a, a brace um, some really just, just really cracking goals and just really composed and um, at 17 one for the future definitely to keep an eye out on keep an eye on the site for that one um, he'll be popping up soon Ibisevic as well with his eighth of the season. Lovely, great finish again. Um, yeah, Freiburg struggling and uh, again struggling with the sort of juggle of Europa League and uh, league form. So we'll have to pick up soon because, as we mentioned earlier, Braunschweiger level points with them now. Just goal difference separates the two, and uh, it's not looking promising for Freiburg. On to the player of the week. Back to the beginning. Huangmin Son. I know it's an easy choice, but three brilliantly taken goals. Pressure's always on against his old club, and he delivered, um, and will hopefully kick on his season from here. Um, I'm sure you've all hopefully you've seen his goals; they're worth seeing. Um, just you know, top stuff, sort of sign reminiscent of his days at Hamburg. Um, and onto goal of the week again, previously mentioned, but only well, not only one candidate. There's numerous candidates, and you can see the top five goals on the website again. Um, but it was Olich. Importance of the goal, um, obviously, is huge. It was the winning goal, the shape of the goal, um, just all round quality. It was superb and won my vote. And um, yeah, just Werner close second with his solo effort, but Olic nicked it. And again, previously mentioned, but the talking point this week is the standard of the defending in the league. Um, there's only been two nil nils across the whole league, which sort of suggests that uh, it's probably not as its best as it could be. And whilst it makes for entertaining viewing, it's sort of worrying for the sort of um, clubs and managers. Um, what's going on? I mean, the fifth goal of Leverkusen's against uh, Hamburg is as bad as we'll see. Um, I, what do you make of sort of the standard at the moment? It's just, it's not diminishing, but it needs to sort of get better. I mean... 2 0 nils. Yeah, I, I think it's a trend of football over the world, to be honest with you. Uh, young players are all taught about keeping the ball, and all the ones with all the glory are all the ones which are scoring the goals and doing the great runs. 
And you, when you're even talking about young, outstanding German footballers, they all seem to be attacking players. Nobody seems to want to recognise defensive-minded players. So that's probably something to do with it. But it's, like you say, as much as you can question the standard of defending, it does make entertaining football. Um, but, like I said, I think it's as much of a problem across the world and across all of football, the standard of defending, as much as the standard of German football and Bundesliga defending... Um, but no, like I said, I mean, I, I, I'm not opposed to poor defending. It makes for great football. It makes for exciting football. It makes for uneventful football. Mm. And I mean, obviously, Germany as a country is sort of associated with having these great defenders, the Beckenbauers, and the recent generation of sort of Hummels and Howders, Mertzacker, Lahm. Um, but obviously, there's quite a lot of foreign, foreign imports coming in in terms of fullbacks, um, which probably sort of again adds the entertainment, the attacking fullback, but leaves sides woefully open. And, uh, yeah, it'd be something to keep an eye on. Um, but what, like we say, it's all the entertainment gives us much more to talk about. If there are five nil nils every week, and that wraps it up for this week. We'll be back in a fortnight. Obviously, international break. We all hate them, but um, we'll see you in two weeks' time. And thank you for listening.